And I'm sure you had Stambik IBTC and automatically you knew that we were on the After This Course show. And um, just like we've done in previous episodes, this episode six, it's always a pleasure um, for us to have Dr. Bamadela Amibo who joins the conversation. It's our resource person and has been educating all of us on the benefits of the AFTA, uh, which is the Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement, which creates the Africa Continental Free Trade Area. And it's always a pleasure to have you, uh, Dr. Yemibo. Great to have you join us. All right, fantastic. Yeah, on the other device. Good evening, how are you? <laughs> I'm brilliant, and I'm sure, I, hope, I hope it's been a great week for you so far. Yes. Excellent, and we are in for another wonderful show. And we are continuing our conversation like we have uh, in previous conversations. Remember, you can always send us messages on WhatsApp, 0809-597-5805. You'll realize as we begin, it's a very quick show and you'll have to catch up very quickly as we move along. But we'll always let you know, uh, very importantly, uh, what the things you should focus on. So today we're going to be focusing on the mineral products, which is products on the after exportable products rather. We're going to focus on mineral products imported into Africa and the annual volume imported. But we know, Dr. Amo, what we usually do is for the benefit of those who are joining the show uh, for the first time, uh, we give them the opportunity. There's always, uh, there's always a second chance in life. So I think that um, <laughs> um, this, it's better to be late than never. So let's let them into what this is all about uh, before we get into the meat of the matter. All right, thank you very much. The AFCFA discourse is the Stambic IBTC Bank. And this program basically is designed to help educate the listeners, business community in Nigeria mm. on the opportunities presented to African businesses under the African Continental Free Trade Agreement. Mm. Many people are not aware of the fact that the reason why a number of countries have been able to grow so significantly right. with what we are seeing in Europe under the EU, many of the major contributors is because of the free trade agreement they have among themselves. Right. And we need such in Africa, considering the fact that we have, I mean, with a population of about 1.3 billion people, contributing less than 3% of world trade is really very bad. I mean, too poor for Africa, actually. Mm. But AFCFT present an opportunity for us to now trade more among ourselves. Inter-African trade is currently at about, some will call it 16, some say 17, some even say 18%. Mm. But for EU, it's almost 70%. Mm. And that explains the reason why they are contributing by a third of trade in the world, where Africa is contributing less than 3% mm. with the population we have. Mm. So the goal of AFCFT basically is to enable me ship good easily to at least currently 43 African countries because for the four countries I've ratified mm. 54 have signed 55 countries for the four I've ratified mm. out of the four that I've ratified at least being Nigeria being one of the countries I've ratified can ship to any other 43 duty free for many products mm. and the goal is to now grow trade in Africa thereby reducing inequality reducing poverty and of course reducing unemployment employment on the continent. Mm, mm. Absolutely very important and I'm sure that um, we can take it up from there and look at what we need to do as a people. So I, I think we get first into what the list of um, the products 
uh, besides the ones which we have discussed before, that are imported by African countries. So, uh, so I always love to see what the list looks like so we can do a compare and contrast and see uh, which, which is closer to us and those which are farther away. <laughs> <laughs> we've done manufactured goods. Right. We've done, for those, uh, general, we've done manufactured, we're going to agree. Today we are looking at minerals. Right. Uh, you know, mineral is a bit interesting in the sense that these minerals are already available. Mm. Uh, it's just the infrastructure to get them out mm. that we need to work on. Top on the list, of course, is the mineral fuel, which is pretty much crude oil. Right. Men and the like. Mm. The hydrocarbons. Mm. And um, that's constituting about 14% of the item of import into Africa. Good. And in 2021, it was $87 billion. Mm. By the way, Nigeria is contributing part of this to some African countries like South Africa, I think some other uh, Central African countries because we export our crude to a few African countries. Mm. Um, then iron and steel, 18.57 billion. Mm. That's in demand in Africa. Mm. Uh, article of iron and steel, that's product made from iron and steel, mm. 13.36 billion dollars. Mm. Um, precious metals, precious stones, natural and cultured pearls, 5.14 billion. Aluminium and article thereof, 4.65 billion. Copper and article thereof, 3.96 billion. These are African imports, mm. among other importation in the world. Mm. All lead or zinc or copper or iron or all and lag and slash and ash rather 2.81 billion mm. base metal 2.58 billion mm. article of stone cement mica and similar minerals 1.53 billion dollars mm. zinc and article of zinc 0.5 billion dollars mm. lead and article of lead 0.08 billion Tin, an article of tin, 0.04 billion. Mm. And nickel, an article of nickel, mm. 0.05 billion. Mm. So these are top items of import as far as mineral is concerned. Mm. So, and some of them are imported raw, some of them are recorded as semi processed which are used now by uh, countries to produce different uh, manufactured goods in Africa. Mm. 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 Fantastic. And um, it gives an idea into uh, the things that we should be looking at. Uh, yes, as a exactly. country, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I love, I love the fact that we have a notch in a nutshell what, what these countries are. And um, well, what's the market size, uh, Doctor Emibo, of the top ten of this mineral product uh, imported now, into? So Africa. let's look at the market uh, and the market. Uh, let me talk about the market and the size. Good um, minerals. You know, I told you mineral. There's a mineral fuel, right? Uh, bitumen and the like. Mm. South Africa is the largest importer, mm. 16%. Another market you can consider is uh, Egypt, mm. 10%. Mm. Another market, Morocco. And for those that have been following us, you will notice a trend. Right. The top economy in Africa are also the largest importers. <laughs> you will tend to see among the top three, five importers, mm. you will see either Nigeria. Or South Africa, but I've not been mentioning Nigeria because we're talking about where we can ship to. Good. Those are important. Mm. But typically, Nigeria, uh, Algeria, Morocco, Egypt, and South Africa, mm. typically. In mm. this case, now you have South Africa and Egypt. 
topping the list. South Africa, Egypt, and Morocco actually. Morocco is doing 8.56% of total import. Hmm. For iron and steel, Egypt is still number one, 21% of the $14 billion import. Hmm. Egypt, then of course Morocco, hmm. then Kenya, then South Africa, then Algeria again. Hmm. So, I mean, still other top market, Egypt being 21%, Morocco 8%, Kenya 7.21%, South Africa 7.07%, and Algeria 6.24%. Mm. Mm. Iron and, um, okay, that's iron and steel article. And precious metals. Precious metals. South Africa is a major importer of precious metal in Africa. Mm. Importing almost 30% of what Africa is importing. Out of the 7.46 billion market size, South Africa is importing 28.6%. Hmm. Interestingly, Uganda follows it, 26.4%. Then Botswana, <laughs> 24.5%. A number of these precious metals are found in your state, and a number of other South, South apart from majority of minerals in Nigeria are found in or not. Right. But this particular one is found in your state and um, Oshun State. Hmm. And a number of them are leaving the country undocumented, actually, undocumented. Wow. They are wow. yes, of course. Undocumented. They are, because they are, the way they are, they are, they can put them inside, yeah, they can put them inside bags and take them out. Right, right. And a number of people can take them out, may pass through the border and just take them out. A number of you, if you go to your state, a number of people that come to buy, you see them in your state. Wow. Buying this period, precious metal. Then aluminum and article thereof, $4.6 billion. Top importer, Egypt, Morocco, South Africa, Algeria. Mm. 16% Egypt, 12% Morocco. South Africa, 10.7%, Algeria, 7.09%. So these are giving us idea of those that are importing this item. Mm. Uh, copper, mm. copper ore, 6.8 billion import size. Interestingly, Tanzania is a major importer of copper, 23.9%. Mm. Followed by Namibia, 22.8%. Followed by Egypt, 14.4%. Followed by South Africa, 10.8%. And Morocco, 7.78% of the total market size of um, $6.8 billion. Then the raw form, not the one that is processed into ingot now, or any other form of article, but the raw form, that's it. Raw form, lead or zinc or copper or in the all form on process, mm. $3.8 billion in market demand. Mm. $3.8 billion. Mm. That's about one point, if you use a CBN rate, that's about $1.2 trillion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you are using CBN rate, oh I mean, just raw, I'm 31%. And I'll tell you the reason why I said mention that uh, market size for all, right? Because of what I will talk about later on, mm. which has to do with Nigeria states. Uh, depending on federal allocation, you know, like I said the other time that this election season, yeah. there's some important questions we need to ask those that want to continue time around. Mm. You shouldn't come back and tell us you are not able to do what you promised right. and campaign in respect of because you said you didn't have enough money because mm. of recession of global economy. I mean, can give different reasons right now. I mean, 
It's not just Africa, Nigeria that is having inflation getting close to 20%. Some are more than 20%. Even some countries that are being under 10% are now getting to 10% or even beyond 10%. Right. It's a global and problem. And it's been projected that the EU might be declaring recession by the end of this year, including <laughs> UK. So, I mean, we all this news all around us. A governor who is coming to contest from October now, yes. we're going to give an excuse in four years of the reason why it's not able to perform. Mm. And that's one thing I want us to discuss today. Uh, so as I mentioned, that, that look, all alone, on, in the wrong form, 3.38 billion. Mozambique, 31%. Egypt, 23%. Mm. Namibia, 16.3%. Mm. South Africa, 7.5%. Algeria, 10.4%. Out of the $3.38 billion import of this item. Right. Base metal, 15% from Egypt. Mm. South Africa, 10%. Morocco, 9.55%. Algeria, 7%. Ghana, about 4.7% out of the about 3.8 billion of right. that item. Right. Think of South Africa 31, Egypt 16, Morocco 9.56. I mean, so from all indications, we can see that there is a huge demand for even the raw minerals we have. Right. Right within the African continent, the African continent, Africa agreement. Massive, and it's great to know that there is also equally demand uh, for that. So, in case you just joined us on the After Discourse show, which happens every evening, every Wednesday evening, rather, uh, from um, 6.15, right after the news, uh, to 6.45, we have Dr. Bamidele Ayebibo, who is the lead researcher at Treaty Impacts Academy, and um, he's a resource person for this discussion, which is brought to you by Stambik um, IBTC. And um, today, we're looking at importing... Um, minerals and just how we can take advantage of it and taking advantage of it is it brings us to the next but don't forget send us questions on whatsapp 0809 597 at some point i will open the phone line so that you can uh, talk with uh, dr yemi Bo. there's something you t- we talk we're going to go to next which is the smes uh, there are millions of small and medium enterprise i dare say also um small, medium, even micro enter- uh, enterprises in this country who will want to access the export market. I'm sure you have some advice uh, for them. Yes. You know, the need for foreign exchange is really very serious for Nigeria right now. All right. Unfortunately, you know, it's so interesting the way our country is. When you hear um, sub-nationals, right. like governors in developed country talking about the economy in their uh, province or mm. state mm. and the volume of export they are doing and whatever they are making to be able to grow the economy in their state, you don't get to have those kind of conversations in Nigeria. Mm. Isn't it interesting that the only thing I've got not talking about is how they build schools, how they build roads, how they build hospitals. And you'll be wondering, look, this is what just anybody can do. If you have the money, I want the contract. The contractor will do the job. Mm. Why is it now become an evidence of performance? I can't understand it. Mm. But you know, because we've been in a very underdeveloped environment, yeah. so sometimes a government can come and brag based on what he's been able to build right. because they are not building anything. Mm. 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 But some will complain they don't have income. Now, let's look at the SME in the state. Good. For SME that will be able to pay tax to the government, of course. Mm. Do you know states can contribute significantly to helping their businesses assess market mm. in Africa, for example. Because to be able to get into different export markets, what you need basically, apart from getting the product ready, 
is to have a form of structure in the export market. Mm. What's interesting is that the SMEs don't have enough capacity, particularly the micro and small, to be able to build those structures. But some of them have this product. And they would have been able to grow and increase in volume if the state government is even thinking about them at all. So I think one of the things the state government in Nigeria need to begin to consider is to see how they can partner with representatives at the destination market. Mm. And in my opinion, I prefer we partner with Nigerians in those markets mm. who are interested in developing whole, um, um, the market back at home. Good. A, a government agency called NITCOM can be of immense help here. That's the Nigerian Diaspora Commission. Good. Because when you look at what the Asians have done right, Agogo, mm. what they've been able to get right is to have a serious synergy between their nationals abroad and those at home. Very true. Such that they are the one that is selling our products in Europe and America. Mm. You see all the corner shops who are those selling African food. They don't even eat most of the things they sell. But they are targeting us. You know, there's a jollof rice I bought in the UK some times ago. Yeah. Do you know what they wrote on this jollof rice? Jollof rice. Right. They wrote on it, come home to Nigeria. Jollof rice, oh. no <laughs> preservative. Jollof rice. And I mean, you just open it, put it inside microwave, it's good to go. It was made in India, but they wrote on it, come home to Nigeria. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Oh my, oh This my. is to tell you, these people understand the population we have in these countries and they are leveraging on it. Mm. It's so interesting, you know, recently, um, the UK government announced the package for Nigeria. I mean, the fact that we cannot export a number of products to their country duty-free. Mm. Why did that is to be applauded? Mm. We should also remember that one of the contributors to inflation in UK is food. Good. Just like Nigeria. Right. And majority of people buying those food are Africans. By removing tariffs, I go go. Mm are going to be helping to reduce inflation of food imports in the UK. Mm. Does that make sense to you? Do you understand what's going on? Mm, 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 mm. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, and... Uh, you understand? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You can see what, they, what they're trying to do. Why that is helping Nigeria, but it's also helping businesses there to create more jobs. Mm. But more importantly, so you reduce inflation in their country also. Mm. So it's a win-win for everybody. Mm. I'm just making Say that government must really think, and these are the conversations we should be having as the election campaign starts. We should be asking, what are you going to do for the SME? Don't tell me uh, you will build markets, you will, you know, sometimes when they don't say, I, I think sometimes also because the debate, I don't know the kind of question we ask. Mm. Maybe business are not also there to ask those kind of questions. Mm. Setting up warehouses at export destinations is what government should do. I was talking to someone in Canada who really wanted to do this in Canada, right. but the cost is so high. It needs that kind of Nigerian in Canada needs support of a Nigerian government hmm. to set up that kind of warehouse and pay the rent for like three, four years so yeah. that it becomes a place where our product can go to. I mean, it's a great point you and make. And then the we, can pick them up there. I mean, think about diaspora remittances without support of exactly. without the support of state exactly. government. Yet it still exceeds oil and gas revenue. So imagine if you had support from the government. <laughs> We've, we've probably be t t 10 times per, um, those numbers we are getting. Which brings me to another question, which is with the state, uh, uh, Dr. Amy Bo. How can the state uh, uh, very quickly 
also key into this we've dealt with the small and medium enterprises what about the states yes state government to begin to consider how to make money directly from export Hmm. why supporting the businesses they should consider how to make money directly look at the model and this model is not just it's not new to it's not really new Mm. And we didn't develop it. Good. It's already what Nigeria is doing right now in the, in oil and gas. Right. Why can't a state government? Let me give you a good example of a Boeing state. Good. A Boeing state have a lot of lead and zinc ore, for example. Mm. Why can't the governor partner with professional miners, either in South Africa or in Canada or in Australia, to come in, have a sharing formula, get the right Nekuta license for the federal government? And mine the minerals in that state mm. and they spot and generate for it directly. I go, go. Mm. Why can't that be done? Mm. It's your land already, it's within your state already. Why can't we have a synergy? And do you know the interesting thing? I have a friend that have done this before. Mm. These people are not going to ask for payment to come and do it all. Right. They are going to have a sharing formula. They can soak it 60 30. Good. That means for every 60 70, 60 40. Right. For everything we mine out, mm. you take 60%, we take 40%. Right. So you pay off in minerals. Mm. Then the system you have, we will buy it off you again. Mm. Mm. So I don't know if the state government have more than enough mm. Mm. for income, it will create jobs for its people. Right. It will create jobs for his people. He will then revenue for the government. Why will our governor just sit down? I think the worst thing that happened to our country is for you to be a governor and know that you will pay salary at the end of the month even yeah. if you do nothing because someone is going to give you money from Abuja. I, I tell you. And, and it's a great point for us to take a quick break so we can hear from the sponsors of the after show, Stambik IBTC. When we come back, we take one or two calls and Dr. Ayemibo will, will respond and then round up with information for those who want to be part of what is happening. 99.3 Nigeria in for the after discuss show. We'll be right back. Nigeria Info. This uh, the home run for the After Discuss show. We're going to take calls, uh, just one or two calls. The number 0700-993-993-993. Again, 0700-993-993-993. And then the female-only line, it's um, 01465-7190. Again, 01465-7190. Hello and good evening. Hello? Hello, good evening. Your name, please, and where are you calling from? Yes, sir, this is uh, Edem. Uh, I'm calling from uh, Apapa. Uh, All right, Edem, great to have you. Quickly, let's hear your comments. 
Yes, I'm very interested with this uh, with analysis for the doctor there. Mm. Okay. Good. Uh, um, I want to know how will I be able to reach him? Just to sit down with him one on one, or I will be able to go about it because I'm I'm interested with this discussion because I had you last week and I had you again this this uh, today. So I need to uh, I need to see him so that I can be able to see if he can help me to go about it with all these things. All right, thank you very much. Uh, once you, you drop you the can line, call the number. Go ahead. Zero eight zero nine. Yeah. One two four. Four 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 nine. Zero eight zero nine. One two four. Four 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 nine. You can chat, or call, or send an SMS to that number. Mm. All right. Uh, so while I wait for the call, because I see a lot um, a jam here, but tell quickly some more information for those who want to get into the expert beyond the numbers. Uh, yeah, so if you're looking at getting into the business, we have a mentoring program. We call it from Espon Lobbies to Espon Legend. It basically trains you, and we're partnering with American, an American firm on this, who is certificate for those that want to get certified, like bankers and professionals who want to learn about export at the professional level. But for those that want to do the business, they don't just do the training, they can also uh, work, we can work with them rather after the training, uh, in a mentoring program, one step at a time till they are able to do their first shipment. Mm. And if you are interested in the export novice to export legend program, or in the training, or in the mentoring in export, call the number 0809-124-4449. And if you are looking for a bank of choice, because people tend to ask me, which bank should I consider? And I'm not saying it because because just because Stambik Stamp, uh, uh, is part of this show or sponsor of this show. Right. I'm very I've worked with their team and I'm very much aware of how skilled they are to be able to help you as far as expert is concerned, not just in financing but also in advisory services. Mm. And remember, you can rely on them to help you with information in market in Southern Africa, East Africa, West Africa, and Central Africa. All right. So. We just got about 30 seconds there, but not to let the cat out of the bag or to let the cat out of the bag so we can let, leave the audience to salivate uh, ahead of to next, week's, <laughs> next week's discussion. Um, you want to give them a tip of the iceberg or we'll just keep it on the wraps until then? Okay, no, next week we are going to go to the country. So we're going to be looking at two, at this time allow us up to the country next week. So we're going to the country, but we'll be starting from Southern Africa. So we put pick two countries in Southern Africa next week. And we try to look at the what are the major items of import of this country, basic information about that country to, to, to a country in Southern Africa. What should you be looking at? Excellent. We'll be doing that in the coming episode. So we'll go to Southern Africa, we'll go to East Africa, we'll go to West Africa, we'll go to Central Africa, and of course, we'll go to North Africa. Excellent, excellent. So we go to Ubuntu. <laughs> we go to we go to Ubuntu land uh, from next week. Uh, always a pleasure to have you. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bamidele Ayemibo. Thank you for having me. Have think as far things stand behind the All right. Bye-bye. You are now 